Welcome to Health Talks Now, bringing you the facts you need to keep you and your family well. We're happy you're tuning in today. Baptist Health is committed to providing compassionate, high-quality care that is centered on you. Listen to all of our podcasts to hear from Baptist Health physicians about the latest medical advancements and treatments. And get trusted information on timely health topics from our healthcare professionals. Whether you want to learn more about a specific condition or procedure or find tips for living a healthy lifestyle, Baptist Health is here to help you become a healthier you. Hi, I'm Kendra, and I'm joined with Carrie, your host of the Health Talks Now podcast brought to you by Baptist Health. Gerard Coleman, Baptist Health System CEO, has called in by phone for another episode of our series as we've been exploring our response to COVID-19. Big thanks for clicking and listening along, wherever you are. You want to stick around for this episode. This is the sixth and final installment, and we're taking time today to look forward, past this pandemic, into resuming operations for our patients, and providing the care that you, our listener, has come to expect from us. Let's get started. You were recently in Elizabethtown at Hardin Memorial Health, soon to be Baptist Health Hardin with Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. We're expanding our footprint in the services that will be enhanced for the people of Elizabethtown and the region. What part of this project are you most excited about? I would say the uh, the cancer center. We're going to be building a brand new cancer center. We're renovating a lot of the inner components of the hospital and really the implementation of the electronic medical record. And for Hardin, that's going to be a tremendous uh, for their patient care opportunities and for the people to have those those services right there and available and fully integrated and electronic to the rest of the Baptist Health System. So we'll be able to refer and transfer patients uh, throughout the health system as necessary. But the most important part, which I think is really exciting, is we're going to be able to keep patients right there in Hardin County, right there in Elizabethtown without having to transfer them all over, uh, as may have been the case before, before we had electronic medical records and before we had the, the cancer center built and some of the components I've already talked about. So it's really exciting. And that building's already started. We've already started clearing some land. We've already hired the architects, so we have the building designs partially done. So we're ready to go fully forward as of September 1st. Wow. Very cool. That electronic medical records is just a game changer. Yes. It it makes it so convenient to be able to go to any of the physicians that you need to see, and they have all of your information right there. Sure. We've talked a lot about my chart capabilities and our enhancements with virtual care to include telemonitoring, the advances we've made in the medical records space. And for a listener tuning in as this being their first episode, Could you recap the advances we've made over the last several months and where we're headed in this space? I think the best place to start is the reason why we were able to advance so rapidly in the last several months in, in the face of such a challenging time of COVID. And it's really because of Senator McConnell and his staff and being able to remove a lot of the barriers to care by offering waivers to the Medicare Medicaid program. And those waivers really helped us with some of the challenging regulations that have been inhibited some of the innovation that Baptist Health has wanted to do for years. So we were able to take platforms that we've been developing 
for several years in the video space, the electronic space, and the wearable space, and catapult ourselves forward and really lead through innovation. And it was a game changer. We're leading the state in visits. We have seen over a hundred thousand patients wow. in the in this in the electronic video space of patient care since the beginning of COVID. We have started to increase the amount of wearables and devices that we have that we, we send patients home with so we can make sure that they stay healthy at home mm. and reducing admissions, cardiac monitoring, and so many other components. So it takes what is electronic today and turns it completely in a space that can help patients directly and completely integrated with our electronic medical record throughout the entire state. So it's been a game changer and it all started with removing barriers to care, which allowed us to really advance innovation and let patients stay healthy at home and still be able to interact with their physicians, with their care teams, with their hospitals, all without missing a step. So we're, a lot of great things have happened in that space. Wow, 100,000, that's incredible. I mean, that's hard to believe, but it just goes to show how much people really wanted this technology. And the need for it. Yeah, definitely something that's gonna be around for a while. Well, obviously, we would never wish to experience another pandemic, given the scale and the toll it's taken on everyone. But sometimes, you know, challenges can bring about unexpected blessings. What kind of lessons has Baptist Health learned as a result that we may not have learned otherwise? I go back to the advancements in telehealth, video monitoring. Those advancements were able to really take front stage and move us forward. So that's been an incredible incredible blessing that has come from this. Also, our ability to interact with communities in ways that we had never thought possible, mm-hmm. going back to the electronic monitoring and the, and the visits from home, and really the collective power of what is the goodness of Baptist Health for those care teams to come together and really work with one another for the best of our patients. So it really brought out the best of everybody, and it brought out technologies and innovations that were there but could not be advanced if it wasn't for the crisis. Sure. Well, given Baptist Health size, what has been an advantage over a single entity? And how does that translate to the importance of being part of a larger health system? Based on the fact that Baptist Health has over 22,000 caregivers in our health system and a medical group of well over 1,000 providers and hospitals throughout the entire Commonwealth. So all the way from Paducah to Corbin, up to Lexington, to Louisville, and now Hardin County Memorial Hospital, Elizabethtown, we're able to really move staff to the appropriate setting where it's needed at that time. So it's the right care at the right time at the right place. That also includes supplies. We were able to leverage the size of the health system to ensure that we had enough PPE for the crisis. And we've even helped the state in acquiring PPE uh, outside of the healthcare system so that they can actually move forward as well. So just by the sheer size of the system and the ability to move assets around the system, meaning PPE and other supplies, and also our ability for our care teams to come together and be mobile in this crisis has really helped the communities in which we serve and some of the communities which we hadn't before, but we've been asked to step in and we've done so in such a great way that it's it's really inspiring to see. Yeah, it was neat to see the flexibility with caregivers from our Mm -hmm. urgent care facilities moving into testing locations Mm -hmm. and being able and have the adaptability to move that right back and provide the urgent care services for the community. I think you're right. It's amazing. 
Yeah. The key word there, Carrie, that you mentioned was adaptability. Yeah. And I think that's been required of all of us mm-hmm. to be able to just rise to whatever we're called to do in this circumstance to get through the best way that that we can to serve everyone. Yeah. And also part of the blessing, I think, has just been the encouragement and support that we've given our coworkers mm-hmm. and acknowledgement of the sacrifices that have been made. There's been countless stories of employees and some of the hardships that they've experienced as a result of COVID. But the community has rallied around with donations of food and gifts and homemade masks and supplies. And it's been remarkable to see at each hospital. Yeah, it's a real testament to the culture. Well, something else we've touched on in past episodes is the financial impact of COVID. Difficult decisions were made on furloughing and early on, like other healthcare systems, we experienced the halting of elective procedures and services. As we look forward, what can you share on projections as we look to recover from the loss? What is Baptist Health doing to improve the outlook in 2021? Well, you, you mentioned it firsthand, Kendra. So we have uh, unfortunately had to take that step in furloughing you know, several employees because we had halted elective procedures. So basically the volume had reduced to the point where we needed to furlough like so many other healthcare systems. So that was one of the things that we did in order to help stave off uh, some of the challenges. Also, the many of the executives, in fact, all of the executives at the hospitals and the system services offices took extensive pay cuts mm. for the period of the pandemic. And also, we worked really diligently with our suppliers and our contractors to really rework our contracting ability so that we could reduce some of the costs as we deal with the pandemic this year. So that's not going to go away for the foreseeable future in the contracting realm. But what I am excited to talk about is that we are now able to reopen many of our facilities. Now we have a long road of recovery ahead of us in healthcare, but to that end, we are opening and our medical offices are ramping up and we have started to bring back several employees that were previously furloughed. So I think there is a lot of hope an opportunity in 2020 and moving into 2021. But we have to look at it. It's a new way of delivering care with the video visits and virtual visit platforms that we talked about. And the fact that we have to keep a certain amount of capacity always free in our hospitals now, which was not the requirement before COVID, mm-hmm. that will limit our ability to actually deliver you know, 100% of what we could have in the past. We'll continue to deliver 100% of services that we have in the past, but our ability to deliver 100% at all those times will be a challenge going forward because of state mandates, not because of our ability to deliver care. So there's, there's lots of things that has been done. There's lots of things that will be coming and we're very optimistic about the future. We just have to be very thoughtful about how we deliver that care. Can you break down for the listener? I think there's been some confusion that I've seen out on social media and people talking about why healthcare companies had to furlough if COVID directly impacted healthcare in such a a massive way. I think there's been some confusion on why there were furloughs if there was such a demand. Can you break that down for the listener? Absolutely. So in places like New York, where there were several hospitals that were completely overflowing with COVID patients, and you saw it on TV, and it was a national crisis, and it was very, very challenging. So on the urge of the federal government, the state government, uh, in almost all the states made the decision to shut down hospital elective procedures to make room for potential COVID patients. 
Hmm. When the reality of it is that we did not have that massive influx of COVID patients that they had in New York, which makes sense when you think about the size of our population compared to the size of population in New York. Yeah. Also, the governors of many, many states implemented shelter at home orders early, so we were able to limit the spread. New York was late to that order, so many, many more people were affected by COVID, and that overwhelmed their ICUs and their emergency departments. Where here in Kentucky, we did not see that overwhelming majority of patients. But I can tell you that Baptist Health, we provided over 16,000 diagnostic COVID laboratory tests through the period of the pandemic as of up until last week. And we're still doing many tests every day. And we have treated more than 1,300 COVID positive patients, and over 800 of those have been admitted to Baptist Health hospitals through the course of the pandemic. So we did have an extensive number of COVID patients, but we did not get overwhelmed by COVID patients. And since we had a lot of capacity left in the system, those capacity that would have been generally taken by elective procedures were not there. We saw a decrease in revenue that is considerable. Mm. Also, our medical office practices, which employ more than a thousand providers and thousands of employees, had to shut down. Right. by state law. So we had no work for those folks. Now, we did have work for the providers because we switched to the, vid- the video platform, but the staff really had a limited amount of work to do, except in the case of urgent cares, where we saw over 400 COVID-positive patients and delivered those 16,000-plus COVID tests that we talked about. Okay. That makes sense. I think that helps explain some of the um, confusion behind that, too. We'll be right back. Sinus infection, cold and cough, allergies, and pink eye. These are just some of the conditions that you can treat with Baptist Health Virtual Care. A virtual care provider video visit or e-visit can treat many of the same conditions that are treated at our urgent care locations or with your primary care doctor. Visit baptisthealthvirtualcare.com to get started. We're back with System CEO Gerard Coleman to hear his thoughts about strategic planning and what Baptist Health is doing to restore confidence. Along the note of the financial impact, we're sure that you and your team have been modeling for the future, but how has COVID-19 affected your strategic planning for Baptist Health? Our strategy that takes us through 2025 is actually still on track. We have done everything we could to ensure that we continue to grow to meet the needs of the patients in our community, and that includes the purchase of Hardin Memorial Hospital. That includes the development and construction of new urgent care centers and physicians' offices, recruitment, mandatory surgical centers, uh, new significant facilities in Hamburg, uh, right here in Louisville, in Paducah. So our strategic plan has not been affected by the crisis. And we will continue to work diligently to make sure that we continue to grow to meet the needs of the patients. That's great to hear. Yeah, I think that speaks to our, uh, like you mentioned in a previous episode, we came into this with a very strong balance sheet. And that's just a testament to the financial success we've seen in the past years. Yeah. Well, there have been a lot of things that we've become accustomed to as a result of COVID-19. There's discussion that handshakes may even be a thing of the past. Working remotely may not change given office space, efficiencies, cost-saving, plexiglass dividers to protect against transmission. Maybe those things are here to stay. Future generations may come to know them as a part of life. 
What are some of those things in healthcare that we've adapted to or changed that are here to stay? Well, I think some of this stuff is uh, we've talked about in the past, which I think is important, is our patient flow changes are going to be are very different. So, you know, patients coming into a medical office practice and going right into the exam or right into the physician's office as opposed to waiting in a waiting area. And check-in efficiencies to reduce uh, the amount of time that patients have to spend indoors and around other people and providers. Telemonitoring, as we've already talked about, is going to continue to be a, uh, a very, very diligent practice within the back-to-cell system. So that is definitely here to stay. And that is so good for patients, uh, as we've already talked about. And a lot of the other virtual care components, uh, as we know them, will be, will be really further advanced as we move through the COVID crisis and what is going to be a post-COVID normal. I think you're going to see also continued restrictions on patient visitation in hospitals, the reduction of multiple doorways to hospitals to a single doorway. So we can continue to monitor uh, that everybody has a mask, that everybody has their temperature checked. Because we really want to keep people safe, you know, from COVID and other, you know, infectious diseases that are spread easily through aerosolization, you know, shaking hands and so on. So I, I think this is going to be a new normal that we're going to have to come to grips with. And I think it's probably for the good of the population. The, the interesting thing is going to see how the rest of the economy is able to grapple with these challenges and changes and how they recover from Mm -hmm. Yeah, like you said, I think there's a lot of talk about getting back to normal, but so much has changed in healthcare and in the landscape of our society as a whole, that perhaps our focus shouldn't be on getting back to normal, but rather what's next and moving forward. And I think it was best said, normal does not return until confidence is restored. What is Baptist Health doing to help restore the confidence that COVID-19 has shaken? Well, we have done a lot of work in order to make sure that those people with respiratory illnesses are are treated in separate areas of the hospital to make sure that we maintain distance between those patients. We've done a lot in regard to having patients come directly from their car to the physician's office or directly to the exam room, as we've already talked about. We do the monitoring of the, the temperature checks, and we make sure that everybody has a mask on. Uh, we do very good contract tracing, social tracing to make sure that our patients are cared for. And the most important thing is we actually do conduct COVID tests. As like I said, I think we are probably the highest in the state. We've conducted well over 16,000 COVID tests. And every single patient that comes in for an electric procedure is now tested for COVID prior to coming in. So we're Mm -hmm. keeping our employees safe and our patients safe at the same time. Sure. Okay. Well, hearing you discuss your collaboration on a prior episode with community partners to include other hospitals in the communities we serve was inspiring to not only Kendra and I, but I'm sure our listeners, knowing that there are plans in place leveraging crisis preparedness processes. We'll spend some time reviewing successes and opportunities, but what new protocols will be developed in terms of patient and clinician safety? Masking and social distancing, all those things will continue to to be a, a preeminent part of or predominant part of, of what we do going forward in Baptist Health and with our clinical community partners. Uh, and also with the mayors, we've, we've had extensive conversations with the mayor of Louisville, with the Lexington, our hospital leaders are fully engaged uh, in the Kentucky Chamber of Commerce and the Louisville Chamber of Commerce and making sure that we're working together with all those community partners to make sure that we're all doing the right thing and the same thing when it comes to 
opening our businesses back up, opening healthcare back up so that we don't overflow the system, which was the fear of COVID. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a lot of great things happening in those spaces. We talked about the collaboration between Baptist Health and the UK healthcare system, between Baptist Health and UofL, Mm -hmm. and how we will come together in a crisis to to manage collectively the beds within the community to make sure that everybody has a bed, that everybody's taken care of, that no patient's left behind. So I think you'll see continued development of those things as we move forward and continued collaboration to the betterment of the entire community. There's still to come, much more information to come regarding uh, antibody testing and vaccines, too, I'm sure, in the coming months. Absolutely. Uh, Baptist Health Lexington uh, has been doing the plasma program for quite some time, and Baptist Health Louisville is doing antibody testing for all employees, if they so wish, as part of a collaboration with UofL. So we're very much on the cutting edge of treating COVID for coming up with opportunities to identify COVID early and to keep our entire community safe. It's been another great discussion. Before we let you go, let's end on a rapid fire round for bonus points. Oh my, okay. <laughs> we'll ask right. you a series of questions and you answer with the first thing that comes to mind. Ready? Let's do okay. it. How many cups of coffee do you consume each day? Seven. What's the best book you've ever read? Probably any book by Malcolm Gladwell. Yes. Love it. He's so good. Most used emoji. Smiley face. <laughs> Did you name your first car? No. You have to sing karaoke. What song are you coming out with? <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> You're the champion by, by is it Queen? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. You have to delete all but three apps on your phone. What are you keeping? Zoom. Okay. Snap, right? Yes. Uh, yep. Uh, I guess Marco Polo. Nice. Yeah. Kendra and I, Marco Polo. We do. And Instagram. Perfect. First job. I was a paperboy. Nice. If you had a time machine, are you going back in time or forward into the future? Forward. Last but not least, the best piece of advice you've been given that you want to share with us. Don't stay still. Ah, I love that. So do I. I do. All right. It's been a privilege to chat with you the last several weeks. We appreciate your insight, your transparency, and your leadership. Thank you for making time for us. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to Health Talks Now. Staying healthy is a lifelong commitment, and Baptist Health can provide the support you need to lower your risks, improve your quality of life, and protect your long-term health. Visit BaptistHealth.com to hear our other podcasts, learn about our services, and find more tips to help you stay a step ahead of your health. Baptist Health. Be a healthier you. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as medical advice. The content in this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. This podcast is not designed to replace a physician's medical assessment and medical judgment. Always seek the advice of your physician with any questions or concerns you may have related to your personal health or regarding specific medical conditions. To find a Baptist Health provider, please visit baptisthealth.com.